0: Welcome to the new season of Backpack Digital, where we talk travel, minimalism, being a digital nomad, and the real most important things in life. If you're in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, or Long Island, New York, I would invite you to join me. I am in Halong, which I recently found out means dragon. Why does it mean dragon? I haven't actually read that, but uh, I believe it's because there's some old thing of where the uh, the Chinese were coming, and the dragon helped fend them off. And then the dragon still stays here. And if you see pictures of Halong Bay, or if you've been to Halong Bay, you'll see that the islands in the sea look like a dragon. I think I'm right on that. Let me know. Let me know. I am in Halong Bay. It's been a while. It has been a it's been a good old while, eh? Sorry about that. <laughs> I was doing some things, but now we're back. We've got a uh, bit of a new structure, kind of, not really. It's just a bit of me rambling, then we'll go into some questions. In fact, that's exactly the same structure, but we'll do it anyway. So I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. Where have we been? Where have we been? Last time I talked to you, at the end of last season, I was in Brazil. I was in Copacabana. I remember I was walking down Avenida Atlantica in Copacabana, talking about random stuff. That was a lot of fun from there as you know there that's where I met Catarine Kat, we shall call her that was in Brazil and since then hmm what have we been doing? what have we been doing since then we left Brazil in July it's currently if you listen to this after the fact it's currently what is it now October 27th uh, <laughs> we left Brazil in July and we went to England we went straight to England just to go see what's going on meet the folks etc so went there and that was fun because it was kat's first time in a in a real first world country to be honest and for her it was there was some uh how, how would you say it there were some things that she wasn't used to i had to convince her about 3 or 4 times that you could actually drink the water from the taps that was fun <laughs> she was very hesitant drinking that which was it got me thinking man about stuff that we just we don't even think about because it's in our culture and we don't think about it, you know? Like, or even language. I was talking to a guy, a Dutch guy last night about this. And uh, yeah, and Kat was there actually. And in fact, no, there's loads of people there. Some Americans and the Dutch guys as well. And we were talking about language. And because I, talk- <laughs> I was talking to Kat about the difference between the word beach, as in, let's go to the beach. We'll all have a party at the beach. And uh, should I swear in this new season... Is it female dog? Female dog. I can do it now. I've said that it's a female dog. The word is bitch, right? So the difference between those two words, beach, bitch, right? Very clear difference to native English speakers. And, and so we were trying to figure this out and I said to her, listen to the difference, beach, bitch, All right? And she goes, no, it sounds exactly the same. I said, what? And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that she was hearing the same thing, you know? And And then I thought, about Vietnamese, right? Because we were in this, we were in this place, and she was. Let me just turn off this light. It's incredibly loud. Wrong light. Close that door. Because uh, yeah, we uh, we were in this juice place or something, and she wanted a strawberry one, you know. And she told the she told the girl there, uh, "Oh, strawberry, please," and <laughs> pointed at the picture of the strawberry, obviously. And uh, so the strawberry, the strawberry, the woman there, <laughs> she said to the bloke, she was like, "Ah, oh, strawberry in Vietnamese, which is like Dao or something," right? And then he goes, ah, no, we got no strawberry. This is all in Vietnamese. He goes, we got no strawberry. She goes, all right, I'll take a peach then. I'll take a peach one. And so the woman turns to the guy. and She goes, Dao. And the guy's like, oh, peach? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> and it's like that was the same word. I swear it was the same word. And then later, I think it was later on that day or the next day, we were in a uh, in a uh, kind of cafe type of place. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll take I'll take some of this, some of this some of this tofu looking thing here. And she was like, oh, dao. I was like, what? (laughs) That's not, that's strawberry. I don't want any strawberries, no peaches, right? Give me some tofu. (laughs) All the same word to my ears, you know, but to a Vietnamese person's ears, completely different words. And maybe that's the same with bitch and beach. How did I get here? Oh yeah, tap water. There you go. So it's something that that we don't even think about that is completely different to someone from a different culture. And isn't that one of the most fun things about travel? going through a different culture and going, hold on, what? They do do it that way. (laughs) And you go, well, I guess, actually, it makes a lot more sense, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. I love stuff like that. That is, to me, that's the point of seeing new cultures, in a sense. Like, uh, yeah, I kind of like the beauty of it, and I like seeing that. But like, the difference, and the fact that it makes complete sense to someone else, but no sense to me, I love that, you know? Because isn't that the only way to expand our horizons? To see things that make... No sense. And then go, oh, I can see how it totally makes sense, you know? So that's something I like about that. Where was I? England. Yeah. So as you can see, we're already into the rambles again. This is something that comes very easily to me. I'm also pacing like a lion. Anyway, um, yeah, England. What was fun about England was we got to go back. Ah, yeah. And get back with Gloria. (laughs) It was a lovely time. It was a lovely time. We got back. I saw her. There she was. She had to get a new battery, which kind of sucked. I couldn't ride her the first day. I had to get a new battery for her. But then, oh, it was such fun. It was such fun. And uh, Kat got on the back of Gloria, and she's a a natural pillion, you know. Absolutely loving it. And that was a lot of fun. For those of you listening for the first time, Gloria is the bike that I went around all 42 countries of mainland Europe on. We spent a year together. (laughs) And as you can see, I think of her like, hey... Mm, wife. <laughs> I was going to say friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was fun seeing Gloria again. And then after, after some time, spending some time with the, uh, with the family, which was, which was fun. Cause it's always nice with you when your new missus or fella meets your family, you know, it's kind of like that. And this is, this is an, I'm going to go on another tangent here. This is another one of those things about, you know, when, you know, when you're in some rela- relationships and they start and you're like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll, We'll see how it goes, you know. He chews a bit loudly, you know. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. And then there's some where you're like, okay, we're we're three weeks in. Uh, let's go traveling in a month's time and then let's spend three months there and then let's do that. You can come and meet the parents, by the way, and then do that. And it all seems so natural, you know. That is, that's kind of what's happening now, which is lovely, which is lovely. We're like, we're making plans. Oh, we'll go here. We'll buy a house in your hometown because they cost about seven pounds. And, uh, <laughs> and we're making future plans, you know? Maybe it's because we're both 30. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, she's 29. But maybe maybe we're that age where it's like, look, if this isn't right, we wouldn't like, it's, let's just, I'm not going to be here, you know? So, and if it is, let's just do it. So maybe it's that thing. I don't know. But I can't remember how we got here. Oh, yeah, England. <laughs> so then we left England. We left England. Oh, yeah, man. I just remembered. Things are coming back to me. Renting the car. Oh dearie me! Uh, so we landed in. England. This is when we landed in England, right? And I'd already booked a car to rent, lovely four before. Don't know why. But <laughs> it's England. Who needs a four before? You know, I live in Shropshire. I mean, yeah, it's got the Shropshire Hills, but I don't live there. Anyway, so, <laughs> so we, we we go to the uh, the rent a car place in Gatwick Airport, right? and uh, we go there. There's maybe twenty or thirty people there standing there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then I realized, oh no, I'm looking around, there's about six different rental car places and they're all at ours, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say who it was, Europe car. It was Europe car, right? <laughs> and, so, and so we're there and I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, little machine that gives you a number. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm used to this. I've been in Brazil for a while. I get the old number, right? Doesn't give me a number. Just doesn't. Yeah, apparently it's not a number system. You just put your name in and at some point your Name gets called, <laughs> it's not a number system, don't know why. So we're there, and there's people I start chatting to the person next to us, and we're like, Hey, mate, uh, how long you been here? And he was like, Looks at his watch, he goes, It's a good two hours, a good two hours we've been here. <laughs> uh, so this is after a flight from Rio as well, long, long flight, and uh, you know, the days draw, the night's drawing in, you know, and so we're there, we're like, Oh dear and we're trying to look okay remember everyone who's here now and everyone that's coming in so we see where we are in the kind of queue a very english thing of me to do and um and then the people start talking the people <laughs> you know how the english are the people start talking one of the guys is like oh mate, they're just making jokes you know they're just like uh oh we're trying to find a nice place to sleep down here you know I, that was an aussie accent but you know and uh and saying all these jokes and all stuff like that and then Kat, this is another thing that goes back to exactly what I was saying. Uh, Kat goes to me, she goes, she said, I thought, and this is a strange thing. She says, I thought that Brazilians, she's Brazilian, by the way, for new listeners. I thought that Brazilians uh, were something like we're the only people that could be funny or something like that. Like I thought that the only Brazilian people were funny. I don't know. I don't quite know what she meant by it, but I think I understand. I think she meant like, I didn't think that I would find the humor in another country funny, which is fair, which is totally fair. And, uh, and she was kind of surprised that like <laughs> that people were funny and having a laugh and stuff like that. She was like, this is," she's like, I'm feeling better about this because I thought everyone here was just kind of serious and on time for things. Apparently in Brazil, that's what they think of English people. They were just on time for everything. Not true, but um, <laughs> but then again, that's what we think of the Germans. But I think that is true. Anyway. So, so she was like she was pleasantly surprised that people were like having a laugh you know and then we got to it was our turn we got to the woman and she was like you're right and everyone you could tell everyone hated her you know because that was the woman and she was like oh this person and she was like everyone was like i'm next and then she was like no let, listen to me i'm the boss here and so everyone hated her you know everyone was joined in their hatred of this lovely woman right And, uh, and then we got to, I was all right, you love, you, uh, you look like you're having a bad day. She was like, yeah, you know, this guy called in sick and then I've been working like, I mean, this is my 10th hour of work today. And I just, there's nothing I can do about all this stuff. I was like, nah, don't worry, love. I'm not, not complaining. It's all good. You know, it's, it's not you. It's the system, which, you know, that's how it is. And, uh. And that helped a lot because she was like, uh, she was like, oh, do you want, we haven't got the car that you want. I was like, don't worry about it, love. She goes, well, this one, this one, and this one. That one's going to cost you this much more. That one's this much more. And that one's this much more. I was like, all right, well, I don't want any of those, right? She goes, we've got this one. I was like, well, that's a terrible car. I'm never getting that. And uh, (laughs) I'm picky when it comes to cars, you know. And uh, I'm like, is there anything else you can do? And she goes, yeah, bear with me five minutes. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to come back. And uh, and I'll see what I can do for you. I was like, I will I will try to fend people off. Well, when you come back after five minutes of not being here, I'll see what I can do. And I think because of that interaction, and because like I was chill, you know, I knew it would happen eventually. And just talking to people nicely, knowing it's not their fault. This is the same with customer service people, everything like that. She was like, "Look, I found you this car. It's a touch more, but don't worry about it, you know." And I'm not saying that the reason to be nice is to get stuff out of it. Like obviously, that's not what I'm saying, but it kind of, I don't know, man, maybe I am. <laughs> I don't know. It helps. And I think it's the right thing to do. You know, like it's the right thing to center yourself and to, to be in control of the demon inside yourself, you know? And if you can control that and people realize that you can control that, like, I don't know. I think it's a good place to live inside yourself. You know, and I think that applies to everything. Stress, stress is the biggest thing. If you can have that stress demon inside yourself, and then just let a little bit out, so that it really motivates you to do stuff, but keep the keep the lid on it. You know, keep the lid on it. Let a little bit out. You know what I mean? Like a balloon where you you pull the thing and goes. <laughs> anyway, where was I? From England. <laughs> this is a long time. From England, we went to, or I went to, Orlando. She went to, she, uh, Kat went to her hometown in Hacife in the northeast. Apparently I'm not allowed to call it the north. In the northeast of Brazil. So she went there. But she, um, hmm, how would you say it? There's a feeling and I don't know the word for it. But uh, I don't know, maybe you guys can tell me this feeling. Maybe it's embarrassment or something like that. But there's a, so she went back with, uh with uh, an iPhone an iPad bro and AirPods and she going she's going back to like hasifi which is like which is a lot like if you've been to Hanoi in Vietnam it's exactly like that apparently i haven't been there myself uh Recife, that is so it's like it's the, those things that uh, they don't really have them a lot there basically and she was there and the, and she she was worried that she was going to have this feeling of oh no i'm i'm this person now I have this this gringo boyfriend, and I have all this stuff, and I know exactly what she means because I'm the same. I'm I'm I, I say it every time. Working class, and where I'm from, it's like I don't know. It's hard to it's a tall poppy syndrome, you know. It's it's hard to go above your station because people just go, oh, this guy, <laughs> you know. So I know exactly what, what she means. But yeah, I went to Orlando uh, for some business stuff. I went to a conference there which is relatively unexciting. And uh, as far as travel goes and stuff like that, we've all been to Orlando, have we not? (laughs) And uh, and then we met back up in Columbus, Ohio, where we stayed for a month and a half, something like that, doing some work. That's where my company's based out of. And um, and we stayed there for a bit. But what we noticed was we were... hmm, Ohio, oh no, not so much Ohio. Columbus is one of those places, right? where if it's your hometown and your family's there, it feels like, like you listening now, it feels like your hometown. It's very homely. Homely. Uh, I've recently learned as well that in America they say homie and not homely. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, so it's very homely. Right? And apparently homely is a bad word. Anyway, uh, so it, it feels like home. And it does. It's got everything you need, nothing you don't. <laughs> it's fine. You know, it's fine. It's a little on the expensive side for me, but, uh, it's less expensive than LA and New York and, you know, it's the Midwest and it's homely and it's nice. But, uh, for me, because it's not my home, it doesn't give me that inspiration. Right. And I think there's a few, this is going on to some more backpack digital stuff. But I think this is, I think there's a few different types of inspiration, right? Uh, so travel inspiration. If you're in, I, now I love being in, say, for example, Hanoi, right? The 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 roads are impossible to cross. I'll get onto that because that's hilarious. The roads are impossible to cross. It's polluted, which isn't the best, but it's polluted. There's people everywhere, there's just chickens running around. There's there's just stuff going on. And everything costs about seven pence, right? It's like, I don't know, it's it gives me the inspiration to meet people to travel to to find out more about myself to think about things further to this is what travel does travel is one of the biggest givers of inspiration you know you're on the top of a mountain you're inspired you're inspired what inspired to inspired to is the rest of that sentence you're inspired to what what are you inspired to do when you're up a mountain and looking at that i think it gives you the inspiration to go internal right Because it's not so much, it's not so much I'm inspired to walk these mountains that I'm looking at, you know, or at least for me, it's not. For me, it's not I'm inspired to walk these mountains, let's go on a hike, etc. It's more, it's more centering. I've used that twice now. But it's more like it allows you to go internal because i guess because it's a vast expanse maybe that's what it is so this, this is what travel gives us as well we're in the mid- when we're in the middle of chaos again that, that needs us that we need to go internally on that you know cuz if we're just thinking internally there's too much to think about you know so that's what i think the travel inspiration is it inspires you to meet people it inspires you to get out there to get out of your comfort zone to learn more to 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 confront your fears you know to do all these things this is what i this is the inspiration that i think travel gives us right and then the other type of inspiration which is definitely linked right is the inspiration that i get when i'm in somewhere like new york or los angeles right uh, oh yeah we also went to los angeles when we were there uh, which is nice we stayed in venice it's a cool place uh, so yeah los angeles is a very inspirational place very inspiring place rather not inspirational uh, and that is different that is more for me at least Especially New York, that is more the business inspiration. Business is a word that I, it's probably the wrong word, but it's about. Okay, let me preface it with a few things. You guys know me. You know that I'm not about the the uh, everlasting pursuit of the dollar, right? You know this about me, right? We also know though that money can fa- <laughs> money can't buy happiness, get it? But it can for sure facilitate. <laughs> It is a very good facilitator of happiness. I like to think of it as freedom in your pocket, uh, which it definitely is. And as well as being freedom in your pocket, if you put another bit in your other pocket, what do you have in your other pocket? You have the ability to help, right? Because that I think is a very uh, important thing in the world. So if you've got money in each of your pockets, you've got freedom, right? And then you've got the ability to help in your other pocket, right? And the freedom obviously gives you the freedom to help, right? So. I think money is important. I think, I'm just going to say that. I think, I think money is important. And I'm sure when people are out traveling, they would agree. You know, money is not entirely, a lot of money is not entirely necessary to go out and do all the things you want to do. It's not entirely necessary, but it definitely does help. It allows you to do what you want to do on a larger scale. It allows you to help on a larger scale. If you have $10, yeah, you can help. uh, You can buy a family uh, meal if you're in Vietnam for a week, right? Lovely, right? Say you had 110 families. Do you know what I'm saying? Money is a great facilitator, right? So going back to New York, I think it gives me the, can you hear me scratching by the way? Uh, It gives me the inspiration to earn to earn, to do business, to think about my finances, to think about the business that I'm doing, to think about digital nomadism. The thing about digital nomadism is, well, there's two sides, but the digital part, right? What does digital mean in digital nomading? I've got to stop saying digital, man. (laughs) That is earning your money digitally. Digitally. What a great word. (laughs) And so that being in New York allows me to think about this, right? Who can I meet here? That can that can further my the the digital part of my digital nomadism. Who can I meet here? What business can I do? And going into it and doing that, and I found that all business is is people walking into rooms and saying things, and then things happening. It's like it's very strange when you start doing more and more business with like people higher and higher up the chain. You know, like we're the company that I'm with, we're talking to. To call like car manufacturers, stuff like that, and it's like it's very easy to get in contact with these people. It's if you get the right in, it's very easy to to climb that that chain, that ladder, incredibly incredibly simply. It's it's very strange. It's very strange because if you're not in that position, you think, well, this is something that I can never do. This is something that will take twenty years to achieve. I've got Ace sure This took you eighty years to achieve. Uh, yeah, so. But then when you're inside, you go, oh, this was easy. That's the same with everything. It's the same with travel. You go, ah, I mean, could I really go to the other side of the world and survive on, you know, 10 tenner a week and like live in hostels and do this and quit my job, do all these giant things. And then you do it and you go, wow, that was super easy. <laughs> Why did I not do that earlier? So back to my point, New York is incredibly inspiring for me when it comes to that. And I think that is important because that's the one side of it. Remember how I was talking about letting the devil in, right? That's not exactly how I said it. I actually put it in a weird balloon analogy. But letting a bit of that out, right? It's like, uh, if we think about the world, I think a lot of people that like travel, a lot of people that like travel are into conservation, are into uh, sustainable living, are into all these things, right? I think these same people, this is myself included, I think the same people have this knowledge that, oh, okay, Money can be a great facilitator facilitator of these things. Well done. Who do we have here? Let's open the door. Here she is. Hi. Come on in.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cat's back, everyone. Cat's back. We'll start talking to her in a second after I finish the very convoluted point. Uh, What was I saying? So yeah, money can be a facilitator of these things. And I think you've got to let that, not the love of money, obviously, but you've got to let yourself be inspired to make to make it, because then you've got to start thinking about who that can help, you know? If it helps, you can think that you're using the people you're getting the money from in order to like Robin Hood, you know, taking it from the rich, giving it to the poor. That that might be a way to think about it. But I think it's important, man. I think those things are important. What was my point? Columbus. That was it. <laughs> And then, when in Columbus, we thought, where should we go from here, right? And then we thought, I said, I know, Vietnam's a nice place. I can't remember how we got onto Vietnam, but for some, somehow we got onto Vietnam. I said, I remember I remember going through Vietnam from the south to the north on a motorcycle, and it was a lot of fun, <laughs> and it's just a good place to go, so we should definitely go to Vietnam. We're also planning to go to Bali as well, because I also went there, and it's, again, an amazing place. So just before we went, this uh, thing happened, right? <laughs> so I'm in this cafe doing a bit of work, right? And she goes off. I said, "Oh, get some uh, get some money out while you, you know, while you've got the card. You know, we need a bit of cash for the Vietnam visas when we arrive. You're paying US dollars, you say." And so <laughs> and so she comes back after a bit. I'm still doing work, right? She comes back and she goes, "Oh, got a bit of an issue." I said, "Go on." She goes, "Uh." the card machine ate the card right card machine ate the the atm ate the card i didn't believe her i said uh, acid R. i don't believe you obviously um, but there you go and i wasn't worried because i've got a backup card you know i've got i've got three cards and this is this is a good way of doing it by the way this rarely i can now say rarely and not never this rarely fails <laughs> three different cards right uh, one American Express, one Visa, one MasterCard. Because if you go to a thing and they don't take MasterCard, but they do take Visa, you're fine if they don't take Visa. But you, do, you know what I mean? You're okay with that. You're okay. And you can always, and the MasterCard uh, is a PayPal one. So you can always move money from the bank if you lose that one to the PayPal and then use a the PayPal card. Do you know what I'm saying? It's nice and nice and easy. But the machine ate the card. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: because of me.
0: It's
1: I... not your fault. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not your fault. I put the wrong password trade more than 3 times I think. That's they give me times. another chance and I put <laughs> wrong again.
0: Anyway, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't worried because I had the PayPal card. Of course. Now I'm just going to check this. this is still recording. Yes, we are. I wasn't worried because we still had the PayPal card. Oh, you leaving are you? <laughs> just... <laughs> you just come to get snacks and then you're leaving? Do you want to say anything to the listeners? This is the first time they're hearing you. So do you want to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> we don't cut anything, by the way.
1: No, cut this. No, I don't cut, cut anything.
0: This. No, definitely not. <laughs> She's leaving. She's leaving. She'll be joining us on future episodes, right? You're going to join on future episodes, yeah? Yes. Okay. Also, do you remember why we chose to come to Vietnam?
1: Why we come to Vietnam? I was curious to see the country uh, because you told me a lot of stories and you like um, to be here. So I think it's the reason.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I think that is the the reason.
0: I think so too. (laughs) See you soon. All right, there we go. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, the card. Yeah, totally was her fault, by the way. Totally was her fault. (laughs) so anyway Uh, where was I right so I wasn't worried because we had the PayPal card right fine move all the money to PayPal use the PayPal card and then get the other one yeah be fine I've used the PayPal just the PayPal card before when I lost my card in Barcelona so no worries right (laughs) next day i go to the ATM with the old PayPal card get some cash out doesn't work I'm like hey what's all this maybe it's because I'm uh, maybe it's because I'm in the States and I haven't told them and you know all this stuff I uh, looked up on PayPal. Turns out, right, the card, they don't do it anymore. That card is now gone. It's now a different card that you need, right? And so that card is now completely gone, right? Invalid, right? And this happened one month prior <laughs> of all the luck, right? So card, non-functional. And now, uh, yeah, we have no ability to get cash out. The other card is a credit card. We have no ability to get cash. So I'm like, okay. We leave, right, in two days. <laughs> Flights are booked. We're good to go. We need some cash. Because <laughs> I, I, I can't use Amex in Vietnam, you know? And I can't use credit card for everything. I'm going to need cash. There's no way of getting cash. I don't want to get it from a credit card, you know? So I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? I, I did not know what to do. So, first things first, I got on the phone to my, uh, to my bank. I said, yeah, yeah, fella, Uh, I need to, well, the card's been eaten, and I need a new card sending out. I said, can you, this was my initial idea, can you send it out to Vietnam? And then we'll get to Hanoi, we'll pick up the card, everyone loves it. And uh, he goes, "Uh, no, 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 we can't. Said, He goes, we can only say say send it to the address on the thing. I said, okay, fine. (laughs) So new ideas, new ideas. I want to stop for a second and have a think. What would you do in that position? what would you do in that position? Maybe you had some better ideas than I did, but what would you do? So you've got no bank card. The PayPal card is dead. So don't worry about that. Uh, all your money's in PayPal, all right? All the money's in PayPal. I'm just you know, concocting this scenario for you. All your money's in PayPal. Uh, and you have no cards. You have not You have a card coming to your house in England. It's going to take five business days. Your flight is in two days, right? But it takes a day to get there, okay? Okay. Uh, but having the card sent to England is useless. Uh, but I also found two-day shipment from UK to Vietnam. Not bad. So that was my initial idea. Get it sent there. Stay in Vietnam until I can get it shipped over. That was my idea. But then I thought, nah. I can think of a better idea than that. <laughs> so... I found, my friend has, uh, my friend Charlie, who I reference a lot, uh, she has this account, which you probably heard of. I don't know whether they do, they probably do the same in the US, but I know the one in the UK, I think you can have the same in the US, actually. Uh, Yeah, the one in the UK is called Revolut, that's R-E-V-O-L-U-T, Revolut, right, and what it is is it's a it's a card and it's an account, but it's purely an online account and it's a multiple currency account, which is pretty sweet. Uh, this isn't a sponsored ad, by the way, although I am a fan of their work. Uh, so you it, you it just works like any account. You can put money into it and everything like that, and it's pretty cool. And then the they do other like premium ones and plus ones, and I got one of those. The it's a metal card, really cool. Uh, and uh, the reason I got that one. Apparently they have medical insurance. Like, so if you break your leg in somewhere, then you get the money back. I don't, I never trust insurance, you know me. Uh, so I got that. And the reason was because they do three-day global shipping. <laughs> three-day global shipping. I typed in Vietnam, does it work? Yes, it does. Opened the account, right? Got the card sent to uh, to Hanoi. But then obviously I had to get an Airbnb to find out where we're staying, to find out where to get the car sent, <laughs> so got booked an airbnb instant book so i could find out the address didn't have the address but i had the street okay looked on the street <laughs> looked on the street found a hotel said this is the address that i want the card sent to boom get it sent to the hotel right and then uh and i thought hold on here's an idea you can have multiple cards on the same account right free of charge so i was like let's get another card let's get a card for her right for cat and now that i because this is a bit after now that i know the address that we're going to I can get it sent to there. So I've got one going to the actual address, one going to the hotel. One of them's bound to work, innit? You know? One of them might fail, the hotel might not accept it, or it might not come to the address, whatever. So I thought, we've got, we've doubled our chances there. I'm looking at the delivery stuff. DHL. God damn, I love DHL. The Germans, man. I tell you, you know, like I referenced earlier, man, they're always on time. Anyway, so, <laughs> so DHL, they send me a thing, and they're like, hey up, son, uh, <laughs> in a German accent uh said hey up son uh your cards are going to arrive right monday morning and see we're arriving we were arriving in hanoi sunday night about 10 p.m and they are like cards arriving monday any any time monday that was it and i was like that's amazing so when we wake up on monday morning the first thing i'm going to do is go and get the card right <clears throat> got to hanoi went to sleep woke up in the morning uh i had a message right and it was like, all right, uh, this is the hotel down the road. We've got something for you. I was like, yes. <laughs> so there we go. And that, oh, another thing we did was, because uh, I had all the money in PayPal, right? And I needed the cash for the visas. Uh, we had friends in Columbus. And I said, hey, if I PayPal you the cash, can you get the cash out? Yada, yada, yada. They were like, yeah, no worries. So we had the cash. And then, uh, and then we exchanged cash. We did all this, yada, yada. All good. That's how it worked. We have both of the cards. They both arrived. Job done. How good's that? What victory? What victory? Outside of the box thinking, man. So if you're ever in a pickle, uh, Revolut, do three-day. But it wasn't even three-day. It was like two-day business, two-day shipping. Not even business day. It shipped over the weekend. Amazing. Worldwide. So if you're ever in a pickle, if you ever lose a card, Revolut, man. Get one set up. And then you can just easily uh, send money to it from any other account. And it works, obviously, globally. Awesome. Yeah. So there you go. Do that. That was an advertisement, wasn't it? God damn it. They owe me money. <laughs> so that was that. Uh, bad news, though. Get this. So we got that cash, did the old PayPal thing with the friend, got the cash, loads of dollars. Got to the airport, uh, exchanged it for dong, right? Bunch of dong. Uh, we had 11 million dong or something. And uh, spent a few days. And I was like, hold on, this, my wad's looking a bit light here, you know? I thought, hold on, what's going on here? This doesn't look right. Made all the calculations. Somehow, somehow, somewhere, we lost 4 million dong. <laughs> 4 million dong. And that's, that's a lot of money. That's like, what's 4 million dong? 30, 30, 30. That's like 120 pounds. No, I think it's more than that. It's like 130, 140 pounds, which is a lot, man. It's a lot to misplace, you know? That annoyed me, that dude. And we never found it. We never found it. So there we go. You win some, you lose some. But having said that, maybe I would have paid 4 million dong to get the car to arrive. Maybe. I don't know, you know. But there you go. There you go. You, you win some, you lose some is the, is the general <laughs> thing of this story. So we arrived in Hanoi. Initially, love it. I've been to Hanoi before. I love it. I love it. And she loves it because apparently it's exactly like her hometown of Hesifi, which is nice. And we're in Hanoi, and it's nice. I'm like, right. First things first. Let's buy ourselves a bicilette, not bike, though, a motorbike, right? And uh, <laughs> and so we do. So we start looking around. We go to the. This is a, a top tip as well. We go to the backpacker place. The old. Every town like this has a backpacker street, you know. And you go to the backpacker street, it's like, there's fast food, there's, a, uh, there's like four hostels, and it's like, there's loads of bikes outside, there's people selling bike. you know, it's the backpacker street, right? Everyone goes there. You know it. I know you know it. Right, so we go there. If you've been to Hanoi, you know the exact street I'm talking about anyway, right? So we go there, and we want this specific bike. And I go to this bike place, I said, uh, hey, up, son. Uh, I said, uh, have you got this specific bike? And he said, yeah, 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 we got that for you. And he goes, uh, how much did you say? Was it 450? Remember we were in that uh, Backpacker Street and we were looking at that bike. Remember the first bike we saw and the guy said it was like $450, I think? Yeah. (laughs) 450 bucks, right? Which is, I mean, that's a fair bit of dong. Let me see. Let me see exactly how many dongs that is. Um, 450 USD in VND. That is, that's 10,500 dong, right? So that's quite a bit. And so I was like... uh, no, no, never, right? <laughs> he was like, all right, all right, Sam. <laughs> See you in a bit. And uh, so we were looking for, looking for bikes and stuff. And then uh, I was looking for your, your kind of, your old, old mate in this corner selling bikes. You know, a Vietnamese guy speaks no English. That's what I'm looking for, right? This is what I suggest. That's what you look for. You look for the guy that speaks no English and he knows, his, you look for where the Vietnamese buy their bikes. That's what you're looking for, right? So we're looking for that. And there's this bloke there. And uh, he he did a he did like a leather shop anyway, and he was there. And I said using Google Translate, which by the way is amazing, right? The old speak to translate function, amazing, right? We had an entire conversation through it. I said, "You right, mate? Uh, can you uh, do you know anywhere we can buy a bike?" He goes, "Yeah, I know a, a bloke's shop. He's got the bike you want. Don't worry. Uh, my other mates come in, and he's going to take you there. Don't worry about it. It's all good." I was like, "Yeah, sound." And the thing about Vietnamese is, or at least. Uh, as I've found it is they uh, inherently trustable, you know no one's out there to do you over, you know so so yeah, uh, we went his, his mate turned up and he's got this little bike hunter dream and uh, <laughs> and he's like, all right, both of you hop on so we both hopped on there's three of us on this bike, right and uh, and we go down to old mate's shop and he brings his bike around and all in all, we ended up paying uh, oh jeez, all in all, we ended up paying five and a half thousand dong. <laughs> which is half the price almost as the one that old mate wanted to sell us. And, uh, and there we are. We have this bike. I checked it over. I did some stuff on it and it's all it's all good. And now we have it. There we go. That's our bike. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'd recommend. Go to where the Vietnamese buy their bikes. I mean, there may be a language barrier, but Google Translate is seriously amazing. Seriously amazing. So we did that. Got the bike. Headed out to Halong. Which is where we are now. What did you think of the... She's back, by the way. What did you think of the ride from Hanoi to Halong? We <laughs> We never cut. We never cut. <laughs> she's doing a scissors thing with her. This isn't... No, we don't cut.
1: <laughs> it was an adventure. Um, in the middle of all this tur- those turks, trucks. 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 And in a Vietnamese style. Uh, I was afraid uh, in the beginning, but then I, um, after a while, a while with you, I feel safe. You drive very well. Congratulations. <laughs> and <laughs> and I feel safe. And so it was an adventure. It was fun. And yes.
0: Yeah, it was a good ride here. What was it, like four hours or something? Because we had to stop because I'm English, so I don't have an ass, you see? and so it's incredibly difficult to bike for more than an hour on these seats you know. So yeah, no, it was super good coming here. Um when we started though, we it was making an incredibly loud noise and I was like that is the transmission. And, and that's not good. So we stopped and we uh we stopped and we had the bike fixed by a bloke. It was the transmission and um and he sorted all that out and now it's good as gold. So that's lovely. And then we arrived in Halong. What do you think of how long?
1: Um um, amazing first the view all the things is getting um full of buildings what make me a little um, with a nostalgic feeling uh, because I like the small buildings in house so when I see all these ah, big massive uh buildings I feel a little sad okay. <laughs> But even with these um, uh, buildings, it's a nice place. People are nice. Vietnamese are nice. Um, you have everything you need. You, depending of how much money you have, you can find different places that have everything for you. Um, and the view is amazing. I'm so excited to go uh, get inside of the sea and see... The bay, bay. Mm-hmm. yes, because we are in the land looking at the sea, and it's already breathtaking.
0: <laughs> good word.
1: <laughs> yeah, I learned this word these days. I was, like, I wanted to use. Uh, and imagine between all these rocks, you already was there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you know.
0: <laughs> it is good. It is going to be good. Yeah. So tomorrow. We're going, no, not tomorrow, Tuesday. We're going to, well, when you listen to this, it is tomorrow. We're going to Cat Ba Island, not how you say it. Cat Ba Island, which apparently is Jurassic Park Island. Uh, And that's apparently because it looks like Jurassic Park. I've never been there and it's going to be good because it's like all jungly and whatnot. Uh, So we're going to go there, which is going to be super good. And then we start our descent uh, through Vietnam. We're doing it the opposite way around. What I did last time. Last time I did Mekong to Hanoi. And this time we're going Hanoi down to Ho Chi Minh. All right? So yeah, we're just going to be heading on down. By the way, I should have said that right at the front. That's what they, we're doing uh, for a little bit this season. It'd be a few weeks, I reckon, a few weeks, maybe three weeks, three, yeah, three or four more weeks of that. So we'll be talking about that. And that's what we're doing. And one thing to go back to backpack digital and digital nomading, uh, if, so, if you're out there digital nomading, right, working on the road, what i realized is working times, man. This is the first time I think that I've worked while on the road in the East, right? In Asia. And the times that I'm working to stay on time with New York time is like 6 p.m. until like 2 a.m., you know? And then I always end up working a bit more. But... <laughs> But yeah, I've been working because we've got some solid things on at the moment. So it's like, there's a lot of work going on. This is boring. But there's a lot of work going on. So I've been working 6 p.m. till 2. And then we we'll have be waking up a bit later. A little bit hard to get into. But these are the things that we do. Every time I do it, I think this is worth it because this is like how we're able to be here. You know, and I think that's an interesting thing. That's a very good thing to have in the back of your mind. You know, when you're I remember, I can't remember who it was, but someone that came on the show. They they used to work like. 12, 16-hour shifts in McDonald's for, I don't know, they did it for like nine months or something so that they could then travel. And it's like, the only thing I think that got her through that was when this is finished, I will be doing this. When this is finished, I will be doing this. And it reminds me of something I said um, with, oh, yeah, do you remember? We were in Hanoi and we thought that it was going to rain. <laughs> that was, who was stressed?
1: <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because we 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 planned to go to Halong from Hanoi. Uh, I looked at the weather. I was like, Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, because it was like you know how the rain is in the rainy season in Vietnam, man. And <laughs> yeah, it was like there's going to be rain, and so we were like, Okay, we need to buy some ponchos. We need to buy some rain stuff. We need to, all our bags need to be waterproof because we have got the computer in there and everything like that. And so <laughs> we, we were we were prepared for the rain, and we still are. We still are, and. That was fun. Turns out it didn't rain. But my point was that I remember saying, I remember saying it sucks riding a bike in the rain. I've done it before. I've ridden through the Pyrenees when it was raining. It took six hours and the water in my boots was trying to freeze. And it was six hours of absolute hell. And the only thing that got me through, which is a lot like working at McDonald's for like six months, the only thing that got me through, or nine months rather, was knowing that I would I would be in Barcelona that night. That night, I will be in a bed in Barcelona. Arguably too warm, right? And that was the only thing that got me through. And that is what can get people through if you're working for six months and traveling for six months. That's what's getting them through. These things are important to to keep in your mind. That's whatever I think when I start work or when I'm finishing work and it's 4 a.m., I'm like, it's fine because that's how we're here, you know? The I think the embrace the suck is what they say, you know? You got to you got to dig into those into that struggle in order to enjoy the rest i really feel like that's what it is i don't think you can just enjoy all the time i think that's a myth uh, even when even when you've built something and then you then sit back and watch it and earn money and enjoy and do whatever you want you've still had to toil in order to build that right this is obviously unless your parents gave you the money in which case that they did the toiling <laughs> which is fine someone has to do it you know It's time for question time. Now, there will be a weekly question, just to let you know, each week, which I'm going to send out to you guys, and then send me your answers. Instagram at backpackdigital. Now, these questions, they're going to range for for a bunch of different topics, but you'll find that they're kind of not designed as a bit of a grandiose word, but I I want these questions to allow you to think about things that will then allow you to come to some answers. I don't want them to just be quiet. Where is the favorite place you've ever been? You know. I want them I want you to be able to come to some answers, right? Because I know there's a lot of a lot of listeners there's a lot of listeners that want to be a digital nomad. That want to go out there and and work on the road. That want to be able to fund their own travel. That want to start things, they want to do all this. And I think these questions I want to I want them to lead to those answers and the answers I think the best answers come from yourself, right? So, this week's question is what is slash was if you've already uh, gone out there and done it. What is your biggest fear about starting up your own thing and not having a typical job? Now, this could be starting an online thing or this could be quitting your job uh, to go traveling. That could be an interesting one as well. Uh, Any type of quitting your job or quitting the, the nine to five or anything like that. What was your biggest fear to do with that? Now, I'll go with mine first. Mine was... And it's a standard one, I think this will be most people's. Mine was the the failure, right? So if you start if you quit your job and you start something, or you start something and then quit your job, there's always the worry that it's not gonna work. And then if it doesn't work, you've tried and you've failed, you know? This is a big fear that people have. They say, I I would try, but what happens if I fail? And I I don't think I'm the type of person that let, that lets that get to me. But I think that was at the time. I, was like, I could do it and I could quit the job, but then it was the feeling of thinking of myself coming going back to England and then getting back on the brush. I was a painter at the time, getting back on the brush and going, "Well, boys, I tried, I failed, I'm back. Let's clock in, you know?" And then because that, that sounds like a terrible place to be. You've tried and you've failed. But you know what? It's not a terrible place to be because you tried. Even if you do fail, let's say, you've learned all these lessons that allow the next time to be a success. You know what I'm saying? And there's two ways, I think, to, uh, to go about this. The first is to not tell anyone. <laughs> to not tell, if you're building something, right, and you're excited about it, you're starting a podcast, you're doing, well, podcasts are different, but you're starting something, you're starting a job, whatever it is, you're looking for, you know, how can I build this? And uh, You could not tell anyone. And then if it fails, it's only you that knows that. The second way, this is the way that I did, this is the one that I actually recommend, is to tell everyone. <laughs> uh, I told, like, even before I knew what I was going to do, I told all the people I was painting with, I said, listen, boys, I'm not going to be here long. Uh, I'm just here until until this thing kind of gets off the ground, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm just here until that. And then I'm gone. Then I'm gone. It's like, I'm in my head, I'm booking the flights i think this really really helps man and like the accountability of it you know because then it's good to have that fear it's good to let the fear in because then you know if you come back not only did you fail if you did fail and again i'm using fail loosely not only did you fail but everyone knows that you failed and that will allow you to strive further because you really don't want that to happen you know know? and so that's that's kind of what i'd recommend uh to myself (laughs) in those situations you know like tell everyone go all out and also you could even build it in you could even say look boys I'm leaving you know it's not going to be for long Uh, but yeah then I'm going to go and I'm going to try this thing I might fail and if I do I might be back you know and if I'm back I'm going to try again but I'm going to keep doing this until it's done you know and then uh, and that's kind of building that into it as well so yeah I've kind of answered that question and then answered my own advice there but yeah what about you? Texting on your phone. <laughs> what was your? Was the question? What's your? What was your biggest fear about leaving your job and leaving the standard job in order to go do something completely different?
1: When I think about uh, leave my job nowadays,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that I have to have a plan. In the past, I just go to other job and see what happened, but nowadays. I'm getting old, I feel things are getting serious. (laughs) And I'm afraid of, yes, to fail is uh, the most common, I think so. But all the fear I have is like to go back to my parents' house (laughs) and ask them for help me.
0: There you go so yeah going back and moving in with the parents no, and asking them for money stuff like that yeah, yeah. I can see what you mean yeah it's because that again comes with age the older you are the, the older you are the harder it is to do that yeah. you know and it sucks not having that uh, stability yeah. which is true
1: because my parents talk a lot about stability yeah. so if I'm doing something that the family not approve, that is what I'm always doing since <laughs> I was a teenager. That's a big one too. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, and I fail. It's a little more dramatic when you have this kind of family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to come back to your parents' house, and and nowadays with this feeling that get that I'm getting old and I want to take. Some something serious, (laughs) making plans. (laughs) Um, I'm okay, I'm trying to have a balance between making plans and just uh, see things happening. But because I'm getting older, I have this thing that in my mind that I have to make plans, I can't fail because the fall is it's high and will hurt more. (laughs) Um, this
0: is. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think that's, that's another thing as well. A lot of people have conservative parents, like financially conservative, and they like stability. And their parents will go, no, don't do that. That's a bad idea. You shouldn't do that. And you feel like you have to get it right Otherwise, when you go back to them, you're saying, you were right, I shouldn't have tried. <laughs> you know, I was wrong, you were right. It's difficult. It is difficult. So that's the question. What is slash was your biggest fear about starting up your own thing and not having a job? That could be going traveling, you know, with the money you've saved. That could be whatever it is. What was your biggest fear? I think we got some good answers from that. Speaking of answers, we'll go to Instagram, all right? Some questions and I was going to shout out everyone that because I I sent out a story on Instagram at Backpack Digital saying that the podcast is coming back and I was going to shout out everyone that reacted to it but it's just and this is a a good problem to have it was just too many people (laughs) so sorry about that but yeah let's go to Instagram for some questions let me see we'll go from order of came in first to last I suppose right this is from I am Kieran1 he says hey man how's it going? Doing very well, thank you. Uh, I've been following your journey for quite a while and love the podcast and the Harley. Oh yeah, everyone loves Gloria. Uh, Me and my girlfriend are currently selling our house and saving up for a motorhome, lovely, so we can leave Birmingham, it's in Birmingham, and head to Europe full time. I might do it, no, nah, I shouldn't. Uh, We're hoping that the new freedom we will gain will give us more time and lower financial toys so we can follow our passions. That's not bad. That's a pretty pretty subtle Birmingham accent I've done that. Uh She's a videographer and can uh, pretty much work from anywhere. While I'm working in a crappy job in a hotel. That wasn't the best. Uh, I'm a composer and music producer, editor. Oh, it's going off the rails. In my spare time. Uh, they don't say it like that. <laughs> and I've been thinking I'll teach English online when, uh, when we leave to have enough income. Uh, but I know I won't be completely fulfilled unless I'm doing something with audio. This is all over the shop. This accent. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I will be able to use my skills in audio and music to make a second income on the road. I have the technical skills, but I'm just starting out for working for myself. <laughs> Lost at the end. I'd really appreciate any ideas. <laughs> it's just my own voice. Uh, you had to help me get started. I look forward to your next podcast. Uh, to I look forward to seeing your next podcast come and hope you're having an awesome time in Brazil. I'm in Vienna. <laughs> this is sent a long time ago <laughs> right then i hope that now you're actually doing that that would be fun let's have a look actually shall we uh, i see the motorhome it looks good oh they only recently got it that looks amazing man so he's got a super good motorhome there oh that's lovely cool so it looks like you're already doing it and the question is, she's a videographer, that's good, yeah, super good. Thinking about teaching English online, yeah, that's, that, you can definitely do that, yeah. I know it won't be completely fulfilled unless I'm doing something with audio. Right. Uh, interesting thing to think of. Is this one of those times where you, like I said before, you have to do the toil in order to enjoy the rewards? Do you do a job that's not your passion in order to, in order to live the life that you want? Is that the payoff? Can you have both? these are all questions. They're they're rhetorical questions. Um, Although I do think you probably can have both. So maybe not rhetorical. Uh, But yeah, if you're in audio and music, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. And I think it's about out of the box thinking. So I started incidentally as audio and music producing and editing and stuff like that and recording and what have you. And now I'm kind of... uh, the VP of a company that does podcasts. We produce podcasts, we edit them, we do put the music on them, we mix them. It's the same skills in music, but slightly different. And so that, it is fulfilling. Maybe not for yourself as fulfilling as music production would be, but it's about, like I said, outside of the box thinking, which is one of those phrases. But So what you want to do is, how could you do it on the road? So let's see. Music production could be entirely... Uh, remote. Not entirely. <laughs> but it could be, for the most part, remote, right? So let's say, I'm just going to think of a random scenario, right? Let's say you're in Birmingham right? and you've got a mate there and uh, an easy good mate and he also does mu- music production, right? And there's a, I know there's studios in Birmingham. I've been to them myself, right? So you can say, right, look, mate, let's team up, right? We'll call ourselves uh, Kieran and John Recording, right? You'll think of a better name. And, uh, and what we'll do is we'll specialise... In let's say progressive metal, right? And we're we'll specializing in that, and we'll be the blokes known for progressive metal, right? What we do is we uh, we set it up so that you, John, because I know you, you want to stay in Birmingham, even though I want to leave, but you want to stay. So what we'll do is you're in the sessions, you you book the studio with the bands, you know, you book them in, we'll, we'll think of some way to get the bands in. As soon as we get the bands in, we'll do it so good that the word of mouth will give us business, right? John, right, we need to think about this. You'll get the bands in, or we'll both get the bands in. You record them, right? You're you're moving the mics, you're getting the production. That's all good. You're capturing the sound, you're getting the raw, everything like that, you know. Because I know that's what you're good at. And I, as Kieran, I'm better at the kind of production side. I use all my plugins. It's all good, right? So you get the sound, right? And then send it through, you know, drop it into Google Drive, and then it'll come up to my session, my mix session. I'll get the all mixed, get it all mastered, work with that and stuff like that. And while I'm on the road, I'll be producing music. I'll send it back to you. Boom, they've got a demo. Everyone's happy. They pay us money. I've done that entirely from my cool motorhome that is a way to do it that's the kind of way you want to think you know how can i do this while i'm on the road production can be like i said it can it can be done on your computer you know so that would be a way to do it that would definitely be a way to do it that's how you want to think I, i wish i could give you some more advice but it's like i need to know more details to get to be more concrete you know but that's that's as easy as it is you could that could be the thing that i just said john and kieran thing that that could be it that could easily be it you know, or or you could. This is something I've been thinking about recently. This is not about travel. But this is something I think about re- recently, actually. If you could, if you could position yourself, you'd have to learn the skills and get it really good. If you could be the guy that can make, say, for example, this is just an example. If you could be the guy that can make a recording, a band's recording, a band's demo sound like it was done in 1987, right? If you could research all that and be the guy that does that, then. I'd love that. <laughs> imagine all the bands that are trying to rip off Motley Crue. Right, I was in one. Uh, imagine they're trying to rip off old Motley Crue. Right, and you're the guy that has the drum samples. You've got the Lind drum samples that they used on on uh, 1984 uh, by Van Halen. You've got all those samples. You can have the kit. You can trigger the kit so it all sounds like that. You know, you can. You, you've got all of the plugins to make the guitar sound like Mick Mars's or, or whatever. You know, or you can make the the bass sound like the Rat bass. You know. And, uh, and you're the guy. That's the guy. Oh, I want... How does this demo sound like it was done in 19, 1987? Well, it was done by Kieran and John. There you go. All you need to do is carve yourself out a niche. That, as well, you can do uh, wherever. You can do that in the hills in France. doesn't matter. As long as you get the files in, you can do it. So there we go. There's some ideas. <laughs> right then. Next one. Next one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where are we? And again, if you want to send in the question, it's Instagram at BackbackDigital. This is from J Mads underscore the barber. He says, hey Lee, this is Jordan Madden from Colorado. You inspire me so much and I think I found my way to make money on the road. Here we go. And I want to know what you think. I'm currently in school for barbering and I want to be a sort of nomad barber. I have I read this one out before. I don't think I have. Travelling from country to country, learning the different techniques from across the world while seeing and experiencing everything I can. I know this isn't a question, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it and to thank you for the hard work you put into the podcast, even if it's mostly rambling. Uh, By the way, Cube to Globe would be a fantastic show. It would. It would. I'm still thinking about that. I don't know, though. I don't know. I've been thinking about that more. And, like, we go back to inspiration. The amount of messages that I've received that are like, hey, man, you're the reason why I'm out traveling now. The the spark, giving people that initial spark, if I can give 100 people, if I can give 1,000 people that initial spark to go traveling that will then ignite, again, I'm quoting Star Wars, that can then ignite that whatever happens in the rest of their lives, that to me, maybe that's better than helping one or two people uh, get out there and start earning a living while they're traveling. Maybe it is. That's what I've been thinking. Anyway. Anyway. Nomad barber. That is interesting because I know there are different techniques uh, for barbering. Is that a word yeah. uh, barbering? Like obviously the Turkish and stuff like that. That's pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting because <laughs> it's like uh, uh, what's his name? Floyd Mayweather said. You know, he uh, he he owns uh, uh, properties and or no hotels and what's it called? Um, brussels i guess you'd call him. does he own brussels i don't know am i slandering him right now uh but i think it was him he said he he owns hotels in brussels because they're uh the two things that are recession proof you know uh so i think it was that anyway it's something like that Uh, but yeah my point is everyone for the most part has hair (laughs) people want it cut and it's actually an in thing in the moment at the moment so that's uh, bang on that you're getting into it now you know So yeah, I think that totally works. If you, and you've got all your tools, might be a bit difficult to get it on planes, but I'm sure you'd figure that out. But yeah, if you've got all your tools, it doesn't matter where you are. You can do that on the road. As long as you've got a person that'll pay you, then absolutely fine. You can literally earn money on the road. That's a really good idea. That's a skill that you possess that you can do on the road. I think that's badass, man. Go for it and let us all know how it goes. Yeah, bang on, man. I love that. right, next one from Mapless Adventures. She says, I think she, let me check. Yes, Nicole. Ooh, no plan, no map, just life. Ooh, that's good. Stories of a solo female traveler exploring the world and one mapless adventure at a time. Hell yeah. So you can find her on Instagram at maplessadventures. Right, she says, listening to this week's podcast, that must have been a while ago, and you started talking about timing. Oh, I did. I remember, it was about the Motion City soundtrack uh, lyrics. I couldn't agree more about how and why timing usually works out. I got laid off from a job I truly loved back in June 2016. It took me to moving to the Caribbean, where I lived for two years, living through both Hurricane Irma and Maria in 2017, and learning that I needed to take a break from my career. Here I am now living in Thailand, teaching English and coaching volleyball, something I never thought would happen. Thank you for your rambles and saying things out loud that I know I think. So there you go. That's how it happens. This is, this is a person that's on the other side of the fear. The other side of the fear. She quit the job. She, she, uh, no, she got laid off from the job. So she didn't even have time to be scared of it. <laughs> and then she just moved to some other place and then just got stuff going. Because that's, that's what happens that's what happens when you need to do stuff you will when you're too comfortable you probably won't so man i love that hell yeah everyone go see her on instagram badass right this next one is from xanadu with an x dot nomad let's check you out dan from washington dc solo trekking my way around the globe he's in peru right now got some cool pictures xanadu.nomad with an x hey hayden quick message of thanks for all your inspiring episodes no worries man Uh, Finally took the plunge, ditched the full-time job and house, packed a 55-litre pack, and took off. Uh, I'm not going to comment on the size of that pack. Uh, I started from D.C., uh, hit Trinidad, and now I'm exploring Guyana. And now he's in Peru. Uh, From here, I'll head to Suriname, French Guyana, and Brazil, and then clockwise around the continent to Colombia. Again, now he's in Peru. Uh, From there, around the world. How long will you be in Brazil? Oh, dear. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Would love to meet up. Oh, no. Well, now I feel bad. Um, We'd love to meet up if we're there at the same time and your game. Thanks again for the inspiration, the laughs, and good luck with the podcast empire. Well, thank you very much. P.S. Favorite moment on the pod was that time last season that you couldn't think of the name of Shawshank Redemption. Oh, man, don't remind me. And you tried to get it for 30 minutes at least and couldn't manage. I was dying of laughter on my metro commute, and people thought I was crazy. Such a universal feeling when that one thought is on the tip of your tongue but escapes. Man... That was horrible. I I think I remembered that it began with an S. And I think what was throwing me off was it does begin with an S, but it actually begins with an SH, which is a different kind of thought in your head, you know? If it's on the tip of your tongue, it's a different kind of way that your tongue is, you know what I mean? But I just couldn't think of it. Oh, man, that was well annoying. Yeah. I'll always remember it now, though. (laughs) So thanks for that, man. Thank you very much. And it's a shame we couldn't meet up. Next time. Next time. I'll always be in Brazil. Right. Next one. This is Sav... M. Price, right? And she says, hi, I'm Savannah. There's a really nice song, this is me talking. There's a really nice song by a band called Reliant K. It used to be a kind of Christian pop-punk band. I think they still are, actually. And uh, it's called Savannah, and it's a really good song, and it reminds me of travel, so you should listen to it. Uh, And I'm a high school senior, I don't know how old that makes it, in the state of Georgia. I'm not going to do the accent. I've always been interested in minimalistic living and not pursuing happiness in materialistic things. And with these two things, I also have a strong desire to travel and help others. Hey, this is what I talked about in the start. Uh, I'm not sure how to get started though. What confuses me is how I could travel while maintaining an income. Right, you've come to the right place. Uh, I've recently looked into graphic design as I know I could travel as long as I have an internet connection, Uh, but I also have a strong passion for kids and teaching, which doesn't allow for much travel, but I do get summers off. What would you suggest? Also, if you could go back and tell your 17-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Best advice for a young, aspiring solo traveler. Yes, I have some advice. Okay, first things first, you could definitely set up something with graphic design, Uh, You could start, and this is what I suggest, start on Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, and you start doing graphic design for people, but then every time you do a job, it's not just one and done, here you go. It's like a $5 per job, basically. So it's not about the money when you're working on Fiverr, it's about the connections, right? When you do a job with someone, you wanna stay in contact with them, right? You wanna email them, what, every month, something like that, and say, hey, you know, if you haven't got any more work, do you, do you have any any colleagues, anything, you know, I've been thinking about do you doing this idea, just staying in contact with everyone, sending out emails and emails and emails from all the people you've worked with, all the people you could work with, everything in business is about connections, right? And networking, right? so that's how you start up doing graphic design right and then when let's say for example you built up uh you got a little bit coming in from graphic design each month Say you say from that networking you're a monthly client you know ah we need to do this thing monthly we have a podcast that goes out monthly and we want some quotes from the podcast to be typed up and put on an image that's going to go out to instagram i'll do that for you each month Uh, just give me 100 bucks a month and i'll do that for every podcast you do each week you know every you know and I'll do that for you, no worries. I'll even post it to Instagram for you, you know? Uh, so yeah, you could do that. And then that could give you, say you've got three of those clients, you've got a little bit, like not much, n- nothing you could live off in the States, you know? You say you've got 300, 400, 500 bucks coming in a month, right? Then you, uh, you think about the fact that you want to work with kids and love teaching, right? What you do then is uh, you come to Asia and because you're from the United States, you can teach English and you can also get paid for it. So while you, uh, so (laughs) what you could do is come to, let's say, Korea, and you've got a career or Vietnam, which I would obviously recommend. So you come to Vietnam and you start teaching English, you start, there's actually an all all right wage, you know, teaching English. So you could do that, you're meeting people, you're getting new ideas, you're still doing your graphic design on the side, so you're still building that and building that. While you're building that, you spend a year teaching English. You save a lot of that money because it costs nothing to live here. So you've saved a bunch of money and a year's gone by, your graphic design business is now flowing, you've got a bit more money coming in from that. You can leave after a year of teaching kids, you've saved up a bunch of money nothing costs anything here and then you can travel while earning a living there you go that is how you do it and i would recommend if you want to get into teaching english in i think specifically vietnam I know that NinjaTeacher, I think.com, NinjaTeacher.com is Alex. He's from South Africa, and he knows everything about it, absolutely everything. He's seen it a million times. He helps people come and do that. And you're from the States, so you can do that. I believe it's people from England, Australia, the States, uh, Canada, and South Africa that can do it. So there you go. There's uh, the answer to your question. Let me know how it goes. (laughs) Obviously, there's a million other things you can do, but that's what I'd suggest. I think that would work. Right. A few left. This is from SJS Armstrong. She says. Hey, man. Don't know if you're still doing the podcast. I am. Well, I am again. But thought I'd write in anyway. I recently moved to Melbourne and remembered you mentioning Lentil as Anything in Abbotsford. Oh, what a place. Just wanted to say we go all the time, still amazing as ever, and still a sweet little part of the world. Good job on the incredibly beautiful missus. Hey, that's you. Yeah, you're incredibly beautiful, apparently. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Hope the podcast is still happening somewhere out there. It is. Uh, if not, hope you're enjoying your life. Yeah, I am, and it is. And I'm so happy that Lentil is still running because we. I actually told someone last night that who's going to Australia in like a few days that she should go there. <laughs> so yeah, that's amazing. If you're in Melbourne, go to Lentil as anything in abbotsford There you go. I'm really happy to know that it's still going. That's badass. Okay, how many have we got left? We've got the one, two. We've well, got two left. Ooh, okay, went too far. Went too far again. Come on, we can do this. There we go. Okay, this is Matt underscore P-A-L-Y-S. I was going to say plays, but it's not. Uh, Hey, Matt here from New Hampshire in the US. Just started listening to your pod and I'm loving it. Uh, great to follow along and it's refreshing to feel like you're just having a conversation with someone instead of being spoken to man that's the way i like it that's the way i like it keep up the good work and best of luck on your continued travels well thank you very much man thank you very much uh it's always good to see new listeners coming in man absolutely love it so yeah thank you so much for listening thank you so much man that's amazing all right finally we have nate underscore man underscore nine oh no not underscore 94 in fact, we've been having a conversation because it turns out he's in Vietnam. <laughs> he's in Vietnam. And uh, in fact, I remember I starred this one to to uh, talk talk to answer on the podcast because uh, it's probably a bit easier than typing. Uh, so man, if you listen to this, <laughs> which hopefully you are, uh, we're still in Halong Bay. I oh, know it's Monday. Yeah, we will still be in Halong Bay. But you said that you're going down. Yeah, I'll read this right. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have been up to for the past few months. There we go. On the next show. That's this show. My girlfriend and I are in Ninh Binh, which is like, we're going to be there in like Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, heading to Hue tomorrow. Of, oh, he's Australian. I forgot. Uh, hope you you're in Vietnam. I can't do an Australian accent anymore. Um, oh, no, we, uh, <laughs> oh, we go home on the 12th of November after three months in Southeast Asia. And then in February, we're doing two years and I can't do it anymore. In Canada and your show, I'm just going to do it in my voice. And your show pushed me to just go for it. Oh, man. And I thank you for that. Keep it real. Oh, man. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is what I love. The fact that people are out there traveling because they've listened to this. That's, you know what I mean? That's amazing. Uh, But yeah, it looks like because you're, um, we're going to go home on the 12th of November. uh, So... Well, for November for three months. I think we'll I think we'll cross paths. We'll keep in touch. I think we'll cross paths in Vietnam. If we do then you guys can look forward to a podcast with the two of us or the three of, or the four of us actually. So there we go. right that was all the questions for question time and um, if you want to send in a question it's Instagram at backpack digital. good to be back. This format will evolve and it'll be, it'll be cool. Some new things will come from it. But yeah, get your questions sent in. And let me know what you thought of this first episode, what you think it needs to evolve, because I feel like it can. I feel like it can. Maybe be a bit formatted. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, thank you for listening. It's good to be back, and we will be back next Monday. Speak to you soon.